right, 836, we'll see a high. Yeah, about 88, they say today. What you want? This guy has popped into the studio. Billy Brennan, by the way, is filling in for Liz for the rest of the, this morning. Also, Coors the intern. But Tom Winslow, good morning, sir. Good morning, man. How you all doing? Good. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, good weekend. You know, we keep on rocking and rolling. What'd you do? Woke up. You know, each day just woke up. Oh, wow. No. <laughs> Did you listen to the new show know, at 8 right? o'clock on know, Saturday? Right? Woke up. No, the family family's all, off on camp again. And so I got the house, so I cleaned up the house, did some work, uh, got prepped up for the show. And nice. so, you know, you just keep on rocking and rolling. That's all you got to do. But I got some uh, good old Supreme Court cases here for you. Let us know what's going on. And I got to ask you a question about this whole thing well, with the, 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 okay, the Trump thing. They keep saying, they, they claim all these leaks are like out of control. They claim that he erased, you know, uh, evidence from the, the videos, like, I don't know, nine months of video and, and, but then you got Trump saying, no, it even says so here on the papers. And it does say in the papers, they're not accusing him of that. So what? why did they leak that they are? I'm yeah, confused. You know, so that's a big issue that as a judge I would be really concerned about because, you know, you're supposed mm-hmm. to have the ability to have a, a jury trial without it being tampered with, without right. it being tarnished. And, and that's kind of what they're doing this for. This is all intentional. Uh, they're using the media. And, and, and I'll say this. Attorneys do that. You know, the attorneys will use the media yeah, to sway public opinion because what you're trying to do is you're trying to get these individuals to have an emotional reaction to it. And so all these leaks are all opinion, right? And there's no evidence of what's being said. And so it's just a tool. And, it's, and unfortunately, in this situation, it's a massively political tool. Well, you got the media lapdogs picking it up going, see, see, right. he's guilty. Well, and that's what they do. And, you know, and again, I, I'll admit, I'm guilty of it. Everyone is guilty of it because, honestly, what you want when you have an opinion of 12 individuals is try to start molding that opinion as quick as possible. Right. And so they're using the media. They're using these leaks. But you don't even know. I mean, I could say, hey, I'm leaking this video. I haven't seen the video. You don't even know what's on the video. No. But you're just taking the opinion that the video says what it says because I said it. Right. Once it's out there, you can't pull it back. Well, right. And they also say that he deleted hours of it. No, he didn't. He turned it over as is right when they requested it way back when. But they're acting like he didn't and he erased it and trying to get – they're all always going after the smaller guys too. Well, and that's that's the situation. It's kind of where the judge needs to step in and just basically state that we're not going to be putting this information out there in the public until it's heard in front of the jury. Again, you don't want to tamper with what the jury knows prior to the jury actually seeing the evidence. That's one of the crucial elements of our justice system. But it's happening more and more rampant nowadays in almost every foray. Did both of you guys see what Mark Levin said about Jack Smith last night? Yeah, I actually played it before you got in. And interconnected all of the pieces and all of these players that had connected all all the way back together. Obama and Holder, and he's nothing but a hit guy. Right. Mm -hmm. He's actually not a very good attorney when you look at his track record. Oh, no. Going after these high profile cases. No, he's going to fail, 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 fail. So he's just there. To put some chinks in the armor, if you will. Well, and what is the court of public opinion? It's yeah. not the justice system. It's the court of public opinion because yeah. he's coming, right? He's announced his presidency. Mm-hmm. And so they're moving forward with actually trying to form an opinion already yeah. outside of the courthouse. I think he's actually going for a sponsorship on Subway because that was the biggest story so far when CNN covered him going to Subway oh. for lunch. <laughs> What did he order? And he's just like everybody else, uh, you know, a regular Joe out there See? fighting the well, fight. You, yeah, those, those sponsors of Subway have not had the best track record. No, they have not. <laughs> Although, did you know that for Subway for Life, you can change, change your, your name, name to Subway legally to Subway? Nick Subway. I was no Billy Subway. No, no, I was thinking about it. Subway Summers. It's got to be your first name. There you go. Yeah, there you Subway, go. Subway Summers. Summers. But you got. But hold on, you got to enter to win. 
Right, so they're taking all the names and putting it into a but, hat. But they'll pay for your legal name change or whatever. So I'll start calling you Subway if that's what you want. Tom, no, can we I, come I to you for not. name change? Yeah, we can do name changes. <laughs> yeah. We got you covered at Winslow Law for your name changes. If you want to go to Subway or or you know Mike's or Jimmy John's, whichever whichever sub place you want. I'm going to go shoot with. for all of it. My name is going to be Subway Jimmy John. There's a great new <laughs> restaurant down in Garden City called the Hippie Hen House. I want to be Billy Hippie Hen House. I, I think okay, that is a good restaurant. I like the Hippie <laughs> Hen House. Man. Yeah, but yet you don't like Captain Kangaroo. No, come I on. Don't. Okay. All right. So speaking of court, what do you got we'll there go for some us? Cases? We'll go some cases. Yeah. All right. So, you know, obviously just came out from the Supreme Court that they put down this college deficit plan that Obama had. He basically said, I'm going to circumvent that anyway and try to do it anyway. The Supreme Court said no again. What I found was interesting was based on that, they actually did a projection and it brought down our national debt because they're not forgiving the student loans by roughly, looks like here, $16 billion dollars. Because they're not forgiving the student loans that brought down our national debt. So it's kind of funny where the implications play, right? When you're asking people to pay back their debt, sure, it, it means that you have more money. It's kind of amazing how that works. Well, right? I, the funniest meme I saw, again, I love memes because they're kind of rooted in the truth mm-hmm. in a humorous way. said, if, if you're unable to pay back what you agreed to pay back for college – Maybe college isn't for you. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be going to college. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I think we see, and I don't know, I mean, my children are 7 and 10, so they're still too young, but I've seen a lot of people kind of moving away from college, moving more to the two-year college, moving to the military, going right into school, I mean, it's, or going right into work. It's kind of amazing that um, almost this, all this action of getting everybody into college is pushing people away from college nowadays. I had somebody recently ask me, a relative of mine, they, their daughter graduated from, from Yale with a poetry degree. Oh, poetry. And he, and he said, uh, do you know of anybody that's in need of a poet? And I said, no. Mark, I can't help you out on that one. Yeah. I mean, this is how ridiculous it is. Imagine that Yale, probably at $100,000 a year, all in, and somebody's poetry major. Yeah, that's not my, that's not my children. <laughs> you know, the truth is, the reason our colleges and our medical is so expensive is because the government subsidizes Oh, absolutely. It, right? If you actually made people pay fair market value – and only certain people could pay, it'd be so much drastically lower yeah. than actually saying, oh, I'll just charge the government 10 times, 100 times what it should be. And look at what those professors make and those executives at those colleges and that endowment fund that's mm-hmm. sitting there with millions and millions, and they just sit on it. Guys, think about this. When Obama took over the student loan program and institutionalized it and made it part of the federal government, everything they do is by design. So they knew at some point in time, let this build up. The numbers increase over the next 15 years, and now we can give something back in a trade for your vote. And that's all this is. The loan Mm -hmm. forgiveness is just a trade for your vote. And with a lot of younger people, Mm -hmm. it's working. And even the way that Biden has turned the knob on this. I'll take that further. If you're dumb enough to believe that. You don't belong in college. Well, hold on. That's uh, Think about it, though. That's what they're doing. They're they're paying for college graduates and college students. They're paying for immigration and immigrants coming in. They're paying for felons and people that have had criminal backgrounds. All they're doing is basically saying, I'll give you something in exchange for a vote. Right. I'll give you something in exchange for a vote. They're not benefiting the country as a whole. No. They're benefiting individuals so that way they can retain power. And nine out of ten parents out there, if their kid comes to them and they say, I'd like to go to that college or university, they will do everything in their power to send them at the sake of even going into the retirement mm-hmm. 
at the at and really put themselves at a disadvantage when they get into their sixties and seventies and say, mm-hmm. boy, you know, I spent a quarter of a million dollars on that. They'll never say that to their kid, but that's what so many people have done. Not, not just retirement; they're taking it out of their home. Right. They're, they're mm-hmm. risking their yeah. actual You're lives, right, not that's just their future. Point. That's I mean, it's amazing. Point. You know, it's one of those things where you get in an airplane, you got to put the mask on first right. <laughs> before you put it on anyone else. Yes. And everyone's like, you know what? I'll live in my car so you can go to that college and get that poetry degree. Yeah. And you think, how is that going to benefit anybody in the long run? What is this person going to do with that degree? Yeah, no, exactly. No, I mean, I mean how many is, words rhyme with I would fries? Rather, and here's my thing. I'd rather go Lies. have my children. I'd rather my children go to a local school mm-hmm. where they actually get – people they know and meet, mm-hmm. then go to one of these other crazy schools where they're getting no good, no education, not meeting anyone, and potentially leaving that area and coming back with a whole different mindset than what they went there with. Yeah. All and right. then you got to spend the next decade deprogramming them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so the next decade paying for them to be counseled. <laughs> what else you got? And then you got – so the Supreme Court um, has taken up a ruling on the ghost guns in Texas. They blocked the bill blocking ghost guns, which is a huge thing, right? We have the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. The Biden administration has asked the Supreme Court to take it up and to rule whether or not they can still enforce the ghost gun um, regulations the ATF has put out. Uh, that's going to be a, a thing. That should be a, probably a big topic next year. I think they're going to look a little bit at gun control again next year, specifically in regard to ghost guns, braces, stuff of that nature. Where do you see that going? Uh, you know, I think that's going to – I love the Supreme Court because they're actually following the documents, right? Mm-hmm. They're following the governing documents and the authority that they behold. They're not trying to modify it for current age, right? It's not a living story. It's actually what it says it is. You know, the the, the Bible is what it is. The, the governing documents is what it is. You can't modify it for your own purposes. And so I think the Supreme Court's going to take that up. You know, and they've done a good job so far, in my opinion, of upholding those governing documents. Another Trump thing that he did right, constitutionalist. Yeah, I agree. All right. This is what I love. Two quick stories on, on Supreme Court. And right now, you know, the Supreme Court is out of session, but they're taking up these little tidbits here and there. So you can mm-hmm. kind of get an idea of what's coming up in the future. Uh, and, and I love this. The U.S. Supreme Court remo- removes an obstacle for the Mountain Valley Pipeline. And, and then I'm just going to couple that with this one as well. Alaska asks the U.S. Supreme Court to strike down the rejection of proposed copper and gold mine. And this is so interesting to me because what's happening is Pennsylvania – and the companies and all these employees, Alaska company and all these employees are asking to be allowed to do this, right? They're saying, hey, we need these resources. We need these jobs. We need this stuff in our state. When you think about the 10th Amendment, the state should have that right to kind of handle that, except we've got this interstate commerce nonsense that goes on and on. But the federal government's stepping in, right? The EPA's stepping in from a federal perspective saying, no, we're not going to let you have a pipeline. We're not going to let you have this mine, even though your locals, home rule, your locals, your state, your businesses all want it. Mm-hmm. As the EPA in Washington D.C., we say no. And the Supreme Court, at least in the Alaska, or at least in the Pennsylvania one, struck that down. And I think they're probably going to strike down the Alaska one as well. So the EPA, this is one that has not been talked about about being weaponized because we've heard about the FBI, we've heard about mm-hmm. the DOJ, but the EPA can be also be used as a weapon in these cases when they're taking a look at natural resources mm-hmm. that doesn't fit the narrative. Yeah, and keep that in mind because, you know, yes. a couple of years ago, they were looking at doing, you know, at least surveying maybe some drilling out in the Atlantic Ocean, right? They were looking at doing that, and the EPA stepped in mm-hmm. and, and put a halt to it, and then Biden basically put a stop to it. But, you know, that's one of those things. Every single department is under the thumb of the executive branch. You know, so you got the FBI, all these different branches. They're all basically enforcers. Right. Well, the EPA is the same way, mm-hmm. even on private land. We've had some cases in here that we talked about yep. where even on private land, they're talking about bodies of water and reservoirs and ponds, and EPA steps in and causes a huge fuss and fines people for, for 
items that are on their own private property mm-hmm. when you have a right to private property. Yeah. Right. And so that's, this is where the state's fighting back a little bit. Yeah. The waters of the United States are trying to – ponds that are on farmers that they're using for irrigation. They're trying to gain control over that directly. Obama tried that. Trump rolled it mm-hmm. back. And now we're back to you know square one again where they're going after those types of bodies of water. They want, they want complete control. And that's just what it is. Well, yeah. And they're under, as you said, the thumb of, well, in this Biden case, the Biden administration. Right. And his agenda is <laughs> – counterproductive or counterintuitive, however you want to phrase it. It's not. It's not. It's not at all, actually, because from their perspective, that's what they want. They want the national government to be the government that tells everyone, state, local, and individual Mm -hmm. what to do, Mm -hmm. whereas the Trump administration, other administrations, us as individuals want the individuals to work its way up. They want to work down. We want to work up. And so they're going to use every component they have to try to put that – basically that perception of their form of government on people. So, Comrade Winslow, what else do you have for us? And so one big, huge, interesting story <laughs> is in regard to Supreme Court justices and their book deals. Uh, what's so funny is they all use the same publisher, basically, and, and they're all coming out. So basically it just was heard that Justice Jackson signed a $3 million book deal. Right, She's been on there for less than a year. $3 million book deal with the same publisher as Gorsuch, who only got six hundred fifty thousand? Barrett, who got two two million dollars. Clarence Thomas, Sotomayor have all used these same book deal individuals. Sotomayor got three point seven million. And so it's interesting that you know once they get on this, <laughs> once these justices who were paying, keep in mind, get on the Supreme Court, they're automatically making four, five, six million dollars from speaking book deals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's a very profitable uh, gig. It's so interesting to see how. These uh, politicians and people that get appointed can prosper by being servants to us. Mm-hmm. Well, they all have beach houses next to each other down in Delaware and the uh. Chesapeake. So, I mean, <laughs> government's a great business to be in if you can get elected. This is uh, – I don't start. <laughs> this is your segment. I'll, I'll be no, quiet. No, no. You're always allowed to jump oh, in now. Okay. What do we got locally, Tom? Yeah, so let's go, let's go local. So the Supreme Court had – the Supreme Court – South Carolina had a very interesting case, and I kind of love this case. It's kind of a nerdy legal topic, but I love it. It's just, it's, you know, I'm a nerd. What can I say? Uh, it was a car accident that occurred. And let's, let's walk through the car accident a little bit so you understand how interesting it is. And this is kind of a place that you understand not to do this, maybe. Uh, we had a situation where a, a gentleman named, well, I'll go ahead with last names, Hudgens and McGee were driving down the interstate. McGee was kind of cutting in and out of traffic. So Hudgens decides to follow him and calls 911 while following him. Well, McGee goes faster, gets off the interstate, and unfortunately, after getting off the interstate, crashes into Green. So you got Green who got crashed into by McGee because McGee was being followed by Hudgens. So Hudgens was basically trying to report a bad driver and Mm -hmm. trying to track him down. Mm -hmm. McGee was driving recklessly but basically claimed to be nervous and scared. And he was made – this was his quote. He was driving too fast for conditions because he was made uncomfortable by being followed. Okay, so uncomfortable. So basically, Green sued both of them. Now, keep in mind, okay. keep in mind, Hudgens never touched Green, right? The, he was just following. He just he saw the whole thing happen. He was a witness. He never touched the car. No accident. There was no actual physical contact, nothing. And so what happened? They took it to court. They took it to the jury. And the jury found them both guilty. Really? The jury found them both guilty. Uh, obviously, McGee was guilty. He collided with her. Mm-hmm. But Hudgens was found guilty. For forty uh, percent of the collision, while McGee was guilty of sixty percent, so Hudgens' ultimate responsibility came out to be thirty-five thousand wow. dollars, while McGee's was 
roughly was that sixty thousand yeah. dollars, give or take. Would insurance take care of that? And so insurance should take care of that because it's okay. still a motor vehicle accident. They're all going to end up on Judge Judy. I know, right? But it's such an interesting <laughs> situation because there's a car accident that didn't actually occur, right? If you think about right. it, he never actually touched the car. He was trying to follow. Uh, you can almost think Good Samaritan, right? He's trying to follow this car, report this car to the police, track him down because of how he's behaving, and he got penalized for doing that. So, you know, as you're driving to a point, think about that, right? Don't don't start following people and tracking them down. Call nine one one, report a plate, and let them go. Because right. in this situation in South Carolina, they both got dinged, and it wasn't just like a seventy five twenty five or a ding for 10. no ding. It was a sixty forty. Yeah, he got right. dinged for no ding. Uh, ding. Ding ding ding. <laughs> How do people get a hold of you, Tom Winslow? Guys, feel free to give us a call at Winslow Law, 843-357-9301, winslowlawyers.com. Thanks, y'all. Thank you very much.